Welcome back to Nintendo Nostalgia. It is Ryan Black and I together again playing with power. And we are not going to waste any of your time. Um, besides maybe the first two minutes of this podcast, we'll mention the Game Awards. But after that, we're diving right back into where we stopped last week um, with the Game Awards. Or, with the Game Awards. With Mario World. Um, we are at the very end of Mario World 2. We are at Donut Plains number four. Um and just a quick hi- uh, mention, too, as we do this run through, like Ryan and I will mention the secret areas that we do. Uh, but for time's sake, we really want to get through the main course of the game. And then uh, we'll, we'll mention any secrets. So if you you um, you uh, obsessed, nostalgic playthroughers who know this game inside and out, uh, don't get mad at us. We know that they're there. We'll mention them. And then we will, we're going to have a dedicated episode where we go back and we mention any of the secret uh, episodes and, and side off levels of where they connect us and how that all connects to star star road as well, which we have it's all, all going to be tied together in its own episode. So, um, but uh, yeah, so Ryan, the amazing game awards happened this past week and um, I'm being <laughs> sarcastic. Um, I don't ever watch the game awards. I look at Twitter to see the buzz most 95% of the time Nintendo does nothing because Nintendo always uh, you know, they move to their own rhythm and Jeff Keighley is never going to, I, I think Jeff Keighley personally gets annoyed with them. I do. I mean, I, people talk about how like there's kind of like an anti Nintendo Nintendo feeling when it comes to the stuff. Um, I, I don't know Jeff Keighley at all, but I could get, get the sense that like, He's annoyed because Nintendo never in this, but this is how Nintendo has always been from the dawn of the gaming industry. Nintendo will move to their own beat. They will not do what everyone else is doing and everyone's begging them to do. Nintendo's been there. It's not like they ignore it, but <laughs> Nintendo, uh, you know, they do what they what they want. Um there were some Nintendo won some games. I don't know the specific of the awards. Uh, Pikmin Four was won an award. Mario Wonder won an award. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom did win an award. And um, forgive me if I've missed anything else. I know those were the bigger ones. Um, but uh, Tears of the Kingdom did not win Game of the Year. Which, to be honest, I'm Neither happy. Mario. <laughs> Neither did Mario. I'm happy they didn't because I don't think that they should have. I. When Breath of the Wild came out, I was rooting for it all the way. I was like, yeah, this game deserves it. Here's the Kingdom. I mean, we haven't done an episode about it or anything, but like, I certainly really did not feel like it earned the praise that Breath of the Wild got. Um, I yeah. don't think it did enough. I don't think... I think it felt so much more of the same. It felt too much of the same thing um, with so much overwhelming things to do. It personally and i mean i won't go on a tears of the kingdom rant we maybe will revisit that since this podcast was on hiatus when the hype of that stuff came out really but um i just didn't think it was worth a game of the year and i would have been a little bit annoyed if it was because then i would have felt like well it just has the zelda tag so it just automatically wins because the new zelda came out like you know what i mean like sometimes there can be a bias like that um mm-hmm. so i'm glad it didn't win i i don't think it deserved to win um, I'm not saying it's a bad game. It's certainly not a bad game, and I would recommend it for people. Uh, just I don't think it was Game of the Year hype level. Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. was because it was new. It was revolutionary. It was different. But this was more of that, if you know, just with a little, I don't know, <laughs> a little bit more added to it, the mechanics. So, But yeah. I, they, I did see that announcement that they do plan that the next Zelda will be in a different different world it's not going to feel the same it's going to be a new take termina <laughs> i would love uh, honestly i i really a, a reimagined termina that would be amazing i really would love that i'm not gonna lie i really would like to t- to take a break 
I don't like to get away from Hyrule. I would like to like be off in a distant land that's connected to Hyrule in some way. Um, but I would love to get, I really want a Majora's mask. I know they're probably won't reuse him, but I would love a continuation from that. Like get into the details of the fierce deity mask. And like, there's a, there's a, there's a legend there that they left open-ended about that mask in Majora. And that was never quite ever fleshed out. And I just feel like, um, it could be they could do a lot more, and I think it'd be cool. Um, or maybe jump back in time and let's 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 take a look at the adventure that Young Link went on after Termina. You know, like there is still story to him that was he goes from there to Twilight Princess, and he's a dead skeleton that's been dead for a long time. So it's like, uh, you know, what happened in between that? I think that would be cool to see, but. Um, outside of random tangents here, um, I think maybe the only Nintendo, they're probably the only company that would drop, um, their biggest online switch announcement during a game awards on their own terms, not at the game awards. They announced, uh, uh the 64 trio of games, harvest moon, uh, 1080, 1080, which we may have to go redo that, do an episode about that. I have some nostalgia for that game with Brad Hunsinger. Um, and then um, uh, Jeff was Gemini from Rare. So um, really cool to see that. But they, it's just funny. I mean, they literally, this big gaming events going on and Nintendo announces their own stuff, not at the Game Awards. Like, hey, here's some announcements for you for themselves. Yeah. It's just so Nintendo. Cracks me up. Yeah, they don't want anybody stealing their spotlight. Um, no, no, not at all. Um, and then I guess Sega announced like five games, bringing back some classic series that you know haven't been touched in years, and people are really hyped about that. It's cool to see. Um, and you'll notice, I did say, here's a trend. Ryan and I were just talking before we started recording. Um, you know, when potential Switch successor talk will happen, but from Nintendo, but like, you'll notice that a lot of these games that are being announced are not having the Nintendo name attached to it, that it's going to their system. Honestly, Ryan, and, and people are surprised because like they did so well on Switch. It's because I'm telling you, Switch 2 is going to be announced. You're going to have a slew of these games coming to Switch 2, uh, whatever it's called. I hope it's called Super Switch personally, but um, you know, it, it'll come out to that and they're keeping it hush right now for Nintendo because that's what they want. So um, It's uh it's going to be called the switch up because it's going to have a second screen that you, you, you like flip up, you know, it's going to be, yeah, going to be awesome. Bro. That's, that's kind of clever, but how do you get that to work for your huh? television docking? Well, you dock screen. You what? Say it again. You froze. You dock the tops. You dock the top screen. Um, and the bottom screen is your controller. Kind of like Wii U like. Hmm. Interesting. That would be clever. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah. So, and then my personal favorite was Jurassic Park Survival. I mean, this Ryan, yeah, you know, idea like this is the game that I have wanted for decades since Jurassic Park Part Two, which we did an episode back like three years ago, three four years ago. Yeah, yeah, we did it back. Oh my gosh, probably like 2017, 2018. I was still at the house I built. When we did that episode, Trayvon was on it. We may have to revisit that that game and and talk about it. But they haven't really. I guess there was one that came out for like Xbox and stuff that I never got to play. But this is like a full on survival. It takes place right after the main story of the first movie, and you're trying to survive and get off this island. Everyone's already left, and you're the last one there. So I think it's awesome. Um, it's something I've wanted for for years. And if it doesn't come to Switch 2, well, guess what? It comes to PS5, baby, and I have a PS5, and Traitor. that makes me happy. <laughs> no, I, you know what? I'm glad I took bit the bullet because there's <laughs> – when I see games now that come out, I'm like, man, that looks so fun. I no longer have the disappointment of, like, hoping that that comes to Switch, hoping yeah. that will come to Nintendo. I can get it on a PS5 if it never comes. I think it will come to Nintendo, uh, especially this uh, Switch successor, but – but will you get it on Nintendo? Where you get it when it where it looks better? 
you know, it's not about what looks better to me. Um, if it, if it comes out day and date with Nintendo, I'll get it. I'll get it for Nintendo. But if it doesn't ever come out for Nintendo, or it comes out like two years later, I'll probably get it for the PS5, just so I can play mm-hmm. it. So, that's kind of my rule. Day and date, I'll buy it for Nintendo. If it's not coming out for another year or two, I'm just going to go ahead and buy it for PS5. Um, I don't you know. It's I, I pick and choose too because like Nintendo well, it depends on the game. I like to play with my kids and stuff and family and friends. So like I may opt for a Nintendo version because I can play with more people. If it, depending on the game, you know, versus mm-hmm. PS5 version. But all right, that was way more talking than I wanted to do about you know. <laughs> The Game Awards. Sorry, guys. That was 10 minutes and 30 seconds. You guys are here to talk about Mario World. And we are jumping right back into Mario World. We're really into uh, World 3 Vanilla Dome. But we have to. St- we stopped short last week, Ryan. Now we've got to go back and revisit Donut Plains 4. So here we go. Planes 4, my friend. We just dive right in, don't we? Yeah. Uh, Donut Planes 4 is the introduction of the multicolored shell right from the get-go. A Koopa without any shell on jumps into a yellow shell and it starts flashing red and like different colors. It's like a Um, star power. It's pretty much indestructible and it homes in on Mario. Um, Oh, wait. It's not indestructible. If you... um... (laughs) If you don't know it, if you do your side spin jump, you crush it. (laughs) Oh, okay. But, I didn't realize um, that. Yeah, yeah, I um, accidentally did it. And, uh, um, cause I, I'm actually, I like to walk through as we talk and what uh, mm-hmm. about it. Um, and I did that. And, yeah. If, it, this kind of is a good point to take a second to talk about the Yoshi powers. Um, so if Yoshi eats this multicolored uh, shell, he gets all of Yoshi's special abilities in the game. Um, mm-hmm. So the, uh, Yellow Shell um, has a ground pound effect. If you hit the ground with Yoshi, there's a stomping effect that happens um, if there's a yellow shell in his mouth or has the multicolored shell. Um, if you spit out a red shell or have a multicolored shell you spit out, it becomes fireballs. Uh, three fireballs shooting out. Uh, one goes straight and then one arcs down and one arcs up. Or one goes straight up and, or at an angle. And if you, um, if you hold down the jump button, you'll also get the blue shell effect. Um, which will let you fly as well. It's um, you'll go as long as as Yoshi has the shell in the mouth. Um, after a certain amount of time, Yoshi will swallow. Um, and there's an animation letting you know how soon it's about um, Yoshi's about to swallow the shell. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can use that the power as long as you have the shell, like you know, in Yoshi's mouth, and you can like fly about or stomp on the ground and things like that. And so this level also introduces blue shells, um, which lets you fly around with those shells as well. Um, and you've also got your, um, oh, what are those things called? They're not Goombas. They're like, uh, something in between. I know you're talking about, I'm, I'm blanking on their names right now, but, um, um, anyway, so this, (laughs) yeah, I just wanted to mention that it was there. Um, this level has a lot of verticality. Um, you have to be really careful with the, um, this is a very like pipe-driven level, um, but the pipes actually move up and down and they shift around. So um, you have some like timing your jumps as things rise and fall. It's not much different than like a rising and falling platform. Um, it's just a little bit of a different flavor. Um, it's surprising to see those move. Um, I think the next notable thing that you come across um, is you're jumping over cliffs and pipes and things like that. Did you come across this? The stone block, it's got two blocks on it and wings. And there's a, a creature sitting on top of it that's throwing hammers around. Uh-huh. Um, and um, it's, uh, a- as a kid, I always called it a chicken. Um, I-, I didn't really actually look at what the sprite work was. I just saw the wings and I thought, oh, it's just a chicken that's throwing hammers. Um, it's actually a hammer brother, but... <laughs> But um, yeah, so there's this like it's this this platform with wings that floats in an arc um, back and forth like a pendulum, and um, this hammer brother sits on top of it and he starts throwing like hammers and you have to try to dodge them and you can jump up underneath it the block to get rid of him. Um, but it's kind of a like 
it's it's the, like in Super Mario Brothers, you know, the Hammer Brothers. They they were right. nerve wracking with those hammers flying everywhere. Um, yes. A lot of stress. And so it's definitely a, diff- a different challenge that you have to do it because they're not only like sitting in one place throwing hammers; they're like moving back and forth in an arc. So they, the hammers could come at different levels and different angles. It's right. It's a uh, it's challenging. It's um those guys are called um Galumbas, by the way. Galumbas, okay. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, it's the level's not super. Whoa, is not super difficult. Um, no, it does have some options though, as far as like pipes you can run down and things like that. Yeah. Um, the first one that you come to is there's a there's a blue pipe you can go through. Um, it has a piranha plant that jumps up out of it and floats down. Um, but once you go in the the pipe, you'll go into this area that has rising and falling um, pipes. There's a tiny pipe as well. Um, you have some, uh, you have some uh, red shell Koopas you have to jump around. You have some tiny pipe platforming and some rising and falling pipes, but nothing too impressive, really. Um, and that really puts you right back out where this hammer brother is once you finish that. Um, and you've got another one of those pink blocks, like triangle blocks you can use to run up a wall. And then you have some like hills um, with some Koopas just hanging out, um, trying to disrupt your your progress. Um, you've got some blue shells and then some Galumbas down below that. Um, you have to dodge. Um, i trying to think if there's anything else like really of note here. Um, there is a second blue pipe that you can go down, um, that has a piranha plant as well. And you go to this underground section, um, there's flying Koopas, uh, there's a dragon coin in that area. Um, you jump over the flying Koopas, knock them out. Um, they're kind of bridging a gap. So if you take out all the Koopas and you can't really get across the gap very easily, you have to run and jump, but you can also bounce off the, the Koopas to get across the gap. Not too perilous, but you got to be careful not to get hit by enemies. But when you come out of that place, it actually launches you like a cannon yeah. out of a um, an angled pipe, and it throws you above one of the Hammer Brothers. Thank goodness you don't have to deal with that one. And um, it, it basically sends you over this huge um, green pipe, and you land right at the goal marker for the middle middle of the stage. Um, then the game will kind of throw you some uh, winged Galumbas. Yeah, um, tough to deal with. They got a, kind of a, a bouncing pattern. Um, they they like jump, 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 and then do a bigger jump, and then fl- flutter down. Um, flutter is kind of generous word for that, but right. But um, yeah, um, we do come across a uh, a clear box that has power ups in it. Uh, depending on when you hit the, the power up, um, it basically transforms on a cycle time. And if you go and you you pick it up, you hit it at the right time, um, you'll get that power up, whether it's a star, um, a fire flower, um, or I believe, I want to say there's a mushroom. Um, And then maybe not a mushroom, but you do get a feather for sure um, as one of them. It transforms into that. So you've got a couple of options depending on when you hit the block and when you catch the power up because it changes as it's falling, moving too. Right. Um, you've got a couple more obstacles with Ham Brothers and um, flying enemies, but nothing nothing too perilous there. Um, and then you hit the goal tape for the end of that level. Yeah, don't forget, though, there's that little moon, little moon up top in the clouds. you remember that? Oh, I don't think I remember that, no. Yeah, yeah, there's a little moon up top right towards the end of the game um, or the end of the level. And if you hit it, it's, on, it's like stacked. It's on a stack of clouds that you can land on. And uh-huh. um, it gives you like three extra lives. Oh, cool! Yeah, definitely handy in this game. Well, absolutely. Um, okay, so then on the, on from there, we go to Morton's Castle. Morton is interesting. Um, yeah. So. Let's go ahead and get into his castle. Um, you know, if you have Yoshi, you'll jump off Yoshi and go in. Um, this is the introduction of the Thwimp for the first time, I believe. In I don't know, did they have Thwimp in Mario Brothers Three? I don't recall. I don't. Mm, gosh, you know what, Kyle? He'll kill us if I'm wrong. I'm gonna say no. No. Yeah, I'm gonna say no. <laughs> but we could be totally wrong. They probably had the smaller ones before. It's um, been a minute since I played it. 
So you're, you're greeted by two thwimps, which are tiny thwomps that jump up and down in an arc back and forth. Yeah, side to side, um, yeah. And you have, um, then you come across the Escalator. giant spike balls and an escalator that takes you up the stairs. Yeah, you got a little block that you could, it's always tempting, like, can I get past this spike without it? Mm-hmm. You know, you always, curiosity could kill you, shrink you, but really it's just <laughs> kind of a, an, it's just an item. Um, um, follow the I stairs think there's to something, the top. This, there's something really special about this next area. It introduces the um, the thwomps, um, with, and they have expressions in this game. Um, yeah. they, they, like, they glance at you, they look side to side, um, they glare at you basically with a frown on their face. Close to them, they get like a angry face as they drop down and slam down. Yeah, um, yeah. which they did. So you, you're kind of you're climbing a stone staircase, basically. Mm-hmm. There's a gap with a fireball that shoots up, but um, and at the very end, you've got one of your uh, your uh, skeletons. Uh, what are s- they called? The uh, dry bones. There we go. Dry bones. Yes. <laughs> which is from Mario Three? No, it's not. It's from my first appearance yeah, of this no, it's game, the first I appearance think. of, um, yes. Uh, they're and from they're, Mario they're 3. somewhat indestructible. They're actually just use a cape on them. Um, but if you jump on them, they, they'll just, they'll crumble oh. into a pile of bones and then they'll reanimate after a while. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you don't have the cape, then they're just, they're always going to be a pain in your side. Um, they're going to keep coming back, but, um, but Good yeah, Lord. with the cape, you, you've, you flip them with a the cape and they go right away. They fly off the screen, basically. <laughs> yeah. The next um, area is really kind of just, um, I wouldn't say it's, it, it's challenging again. I mean, it, it's, it's castle two. So let's not get crazy. It's not going to be as challenging as like castle seven or eight, but it's, um, it's, it's, it, everything's moving. You kind of have to be patient again with this area, right? You know, we got yeah the block the, shift back and forth. Within the walls, yeah, and I mean, if you're not careful and you're not, you don't time your jumps right, you could get squished pretty easily. Um, but it's uh, you, and there's an alternate paths. You don't, you know, you know, once you get like about midway up the first section, it's you, you got, you could go to the right or to the left. You see coins. You're like, oh, that's tempting. You could move this spring to get over there. And reality, it's just coins. I mean, there's nothing mm-hmm. else there. And then you're like, oh gosh darn it! Now I got to go down. But it allows you to see above, and then you can go over to the other side and you have to wait. You have to wait for the walls to move to get back up. Um, oh, spiny dry bones can be killed too. If you hit them, if they're underneath a block, by the way. Uh, oh, okay, cool. Like a spinning block, or whatever that'll knock them out entirely, which I don't agree with. I think that they should just be, unless you have star power, I think that they should stay like that. Ooh, I almost just got killed. Um, I'm climbing as we talk. I'm actually climbing and, uh, you know, there's like little t- small bricks that just stand out in squares and they kind of like, mm-hmm. that's like a target zone. Make it to that block so then you can like stay on it and the wall won't hit you. But um, again, if you're, you're, you're trying to move fast, I mean, it's not like you got to be urgent. You don't want to be slow about it. Um, cause if you are, well, you could, you're going to get killed or you're not going to get to the top. And remember there's a timer, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you can't just dilly dally. Uh, this isn't Mario wonder folks. There is a timer <laughs> attached to this. Um, and then I'd say maybe right before the, the, the door to get up top, if you're not good at jumping might be the, the most annoying part of the castle, honestly, like you're there and you, there's, they got like maybe four or five little pillars that you got to jump on and avoid. <clears throat> Cause if you fall down in the hole, a spike, spikes. you can land on spikes or you could get crushed because the walls mm-hmm. they're, they're moving through. So either you're going to get an, pretty much almost an automatic death or you're going to get damaged. So you got to just be very careful with that. Move through it fast, get up to the top. There is a green switch there. Um, and then green switch block. Yeah. There's a couple of those, um, but it helps you avoid the, one of the spikes, at least. Um, but then there's another one you can hit that gives you a feather. Right. Right before the boss. Yeah. And then we go through the big door. Um, and then Morton, this one's different. We're on a platform. He drops walls to kind of imprison you to make it to where he can, he, he'll he run in front of the walls. Um, honestly, he's pretty easy. Um, he's, he's very reminiscent of um, Super Mario Brothers 3. Yes. Uh, and all of those those bosses that 
that run back and forth. Um, you know, you jump on him, he, he runs up the side of a wall, goes on the ceiling, and then he drops down from the ceiling and tries to crush you. Um, and it's, it's a simple fight. Reed jumps on the head and he's, he's defeated, um, but the walls move in closer each time. I mean, he gets a little bit faster. Um, he does. I mean, really, the trick is, honestly, having the cape is actually kind of handicapping you because... Um, uh, you want to, I think the, the, the biggest key here is, is just running underneath him, um, like sprinting, let him go up the wall, let him until he's moved a little bit beyond your head. Then you can, then you, you, you sprint. So he'll miss you. But then you, as soon as you go underneath immediately jump, because he's going to drop on the floor and shake you, you immediately uh-huh. just jump right when he as Get he's off falling. The floor. Yeah. And then you'll just land right on his head. Um, yeah. and the deeper you go, I think you might have to do like Mario will like bounce off and then bounce back on like two or three times. Um, so like, it's not like an automatic hit after that first one, but, um, and then you beat him. I mean, it's pretty simple. Um, and then we yeah. have another, when you, uh, when you defeat him, uh, he stretches out, like he turns his, he throws his hands up and he turns towards the screen Yes, and he like grows really big and then like deflates it's kind of like a balloon inflating and just like yeah man blows all over the place the sweet, um, sweet graphics of the super nintendo baby disappears into the background until he gets tinier and tinier until he goes poof <laughs> yep and then it and then we get to see the sweet slideshow you know um or uh, uh cut scene back in the day the top of the line cut scenes mario just <laughs> kicks the uh, castle down carries a yellow egg out <laughs> And uh, <laughs> Yellow Egg says Morton Koopa Jr. of Castle Number Two is now just a memory. The next area is the underground Vanilla Dome. What traps await Mario in this new world? What will become of Princess Toadstool? And then, bada bing, you get to go. The doors open up, and you go inside of basically it's like a cave. Um, and this area. So we can recap on nostalgia for for me personally. This area, I think I might remember more than any other area in the game. This area, yes, the first two areas I played with Traven, like I said, but like I, he had the game, so obviously he beat it as a kid. Um, but every time I came over, it always feel like we like restarted, you know, and um, because it's not like I spent the night every weekend. It would be like, oh, I spent the night, and then maybe I didn't spend a night for another three or four or five weeks, you know, and then I did again, and it's kind of like we would just start over as little kids. And um, we spent a ton of time in this area. <laughs> I, I definitely remember getting up early Saturday mornings, turning it on while his mom made us breakfast, and we played this game, you know, and in this area. And mm-hmm. um, it looks beautiful. But you can, it doesn't feel comfortable. I mean, the music is kind of eerie. I mean, you're going to hear it in the background. So I think um, it's kind of got, I don't know. I think like, I always think of like Gorons whenever I hear this music, that that kind of like pot. It's a rocky area too. It's a rocky area. So, yeah. Um, And you got. You can just tell. I mean, there's already mystery. There's a castle at the end, um, and there's but there's a green pipe. And you're like, there's no pathway up to that green pipe. I don't know how to get up there. So you're already like, are, no pun intended. You're kind of full of wonder when you come into this area, like wondering how to do things. And there's a there's a boo a boo ghost house, and you already if you haven't done any secrets, you know that we've already like had our encounter with one. Um, and this one we'll get to it in a little bit. But this one, honestly, Ryan, I think is one of the most memorable ones out of the entire game um at least for me and maybe that's just because i'm crazy and um said that i uh you know was stuck here a lot as a kid but um that's uh that's uh we'll we'll, we'll get to it but let's let's go ahead and just dive right into it man um so take us away vanilla dome one yeah yeah, Vanilla Dome 1, um, you know, like Jacob said, underground right away. Um, you've got a tiny heading up some staircases you descend down. Um, you've got some uh, kiwi <laughs> flying down trying to attack you. Um, you got your buzzy beetles, uh, usual fare in a cave or underground area. Um, and um, there's some uh, of those 
those eye, the yellow eye blocks, I call them eye blocks, they've got like, it's like they all have eyes, um, but have access, it's kind of cruel, but you have access to some uh, blue shells here. So if you have a Yoshi, you can round, but you can't really fly around much because you're underground in a cave. So, um, but uh, you get to this area that's like a bunch of, it's kind of like a maze. Um, if you have a feather, you're going to have a lot, or the cape, you have a lot easier time doing a spin jump to knock through some of these um, these spinning yellow blocks with the eyes. Um, and, but if you go underneath, path underneath of them all, and you have to watch out for like the, the buzzy beetles and things like that. Um, but you can take an underneath path, get around everything if you don't have a cape. Um, but it's a little hard because you've got, you know, buzzy beetles running at you. And if you jump to be up in an area, you can't go back down underneath. Um, so it's a little bit of a challenge. Um, you have to kind of figure your way around this uh, this box of uh, eye blocks. Um, um, but once you get out of that and, and you, you avoid all of the buzzy beetles, you, you come across this yellow pipe down and there's a block on the ground. It's a question on the ground and there's a buzzy beetle. And there's these red dotted blocks, or if you've already hit the switch, they'll become red switch blocks um, that go up in a kind of staircase manner. It's a question block up above. Um, if you hit the question block um, up above with a with a buzzy beetle, um, it, you'll find out it's a vine that you can climb. Um, this is a secret exit. Um, you climb the vine, you grab a key, go into the keyhole, unlock the secret area. Um, so we're not going to go into the secret area like like Jacob said earlier. Um, but uh, if you, you wanted to continue on, you can. Uh, you don't have to have the red blocks to get up there. Um, you can try to get enough like speed to fly up there. It's really difficult to do. Or if you just have a Yoshi, you can jump up there. Um, simple enough. Uh, and um, so then the next part, I guess, um, there's really not much more here to like rave about. Like I don't know. Jacob has kind of more than for this level than I do um, but you have uh, opportunity to get uh, air flowers primarily in this level um, in this one area um, the first area um, there is I can't remember which block it is but there is a up block oh there it is okay so in the area where you were um, you have the block the yellow eye blocks um, there is um, one of the right when you get out of that first get all out of the main blocks and you're back into the final stretch before you get to the secret exit um there is a uh a mushroom block where that first spiny is and the, they're kind of divided into three sections um kind of a little trouble ver verbalizing that <laughs> but um so once you get past that secret area uh, secret exit part um you'll come flying koopa uh, red flying Koopa, then you'll just go through a pipe pretty much. Um, and that'll take you to a much darker background area. Um, and you get a, a star and you jump up on this red, sorry, wow, this yellow ledge. Uh, it's a really long stretch. And then you realize, oh, it's sinking. So, and it's sinking into below you. Uh, so you jump up on this little yellow area and it just starts to slowly sink in so you have to run as you can it gives you the star flower or this so you don't have to worry about um any enemies stopping you just gotta run you gotta run before you hit that lava um or else you're, you're done you know you're done for um the uh, next part that you'll come to um, once you go through the pipe um is you'll come across a buzzy beetle um this is more of that maze underground maze feel um, there's a few of those um, yellow blocks, uh, two of those yellow blocks that you have to go and um, jump through, and you can't go back down once you've hit them unless you have a, a big Mario mushroom. Um, you'll have run into some buzzy beetles. Um, this is the introduction of a block that you can grab and throw up. I, I'm not sure if we've touched on that before, um, but it's, it's a blue block or purple block. Um, when you grab it, it starts flashing, um, and you can kind of throw it around, kind of like an enemy shell. Um, but after a while, it will disappear. But you can use that as kind of a projectile um, to take out enemies. Um, it, it's handy, for sure. Um, you'll have to do some more like maze-like um, running. Um, you've got some buzzy beetles running around um, and t 
time, uh, time like really narrow areas um, to move. If you're a little more, you can run underneath, um, but you have to watch out for like four of the spinies. Uh, I'm having a really tough time describing this really well, so um, I'm going to kind of move on. Uh, you know, discussing some of the the items that you'll come to um, once you've, you've you've gotten out of the maze part of it, then you'll come across some orange pipes. Um, you've got a piranha plant jumping out of the second one. If you don't have the green switch by now, um, then you won't have protection out of one of, one of the uh, the um, uh, what's the word? Like one of the uh, pits, um, and you have like a red poop over there. You can jump over it to help avoid that. Um, you got some more buzzy beetles. You come across a really steep hill. You can't just run up it. Like you have to kind of jump up it. Uh, but then there's a buzzy beetle that comes down and tries to take you out. So uh, you have to be really careful there. Um, I just, just died there doing my little playthrough. But um, luckily there was a, a halfway point. So I don't have to start all the way over at the beginning of the level. Um, so I'm working on getting back there. Um, in the meantime, um, I just wanted to kind of point out that um, there is some level of loneliness to this this area. I mean, the music kind of pairs with it, but also just in general, like, I don't know. I, I This whole area kind of is kind of depressing a little bit for me. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm back at the regular regular uh, spot uh, where, I, where I left off and got killed by the, uh, the steep cliff and the buzzy beetle. Um, there is a um, several opportunities to grab some shells. Um, there's a yellow shell and some blue shells. Again, not really helpful when you don't have Yoshi in this area, um, but more more maze mechanics. A couple of coins here or there. Um, a lot of that verticality, like you jump up, you hit a block. Um, at the very end, um, you'll run into a um, a charging chuck who's kicking footballs around. Um, probably one of the more annoying charging chucks in the game. Um, he uh, likes to. Uh, the football has an erratic motion to it because, you know, footballs, they fall awkwardly. And so they did really capture that motion pretty well with how, how when it kicks the football, it bounces. It gives you another level, like you're trying to duck. It's not like something flying straight at you like a baseball. Um, it's a football that kind of rocks back and forth. Um, it makes it it makes it kind of hard to, uh, to get around and get to him to jump on him. But once you do jump on him, then he'll become his usual charge himself. Um, and then the goalpost is just a, a few steps away from that. So it brings us to the end of Vanilla Dome 1. Uh, we're going to go ahead and skip the secret exit. Um, just know that if you take that exit, it's going to take you to a secret level. And then um, if you go beyond that, you can go on an upper path of the bridge. Um, it's, it's, it's an entire part of the level that you can't really get to unless uh, of the next area, unless you have that secret path unlocked. So, um, but we're going to go ahead into vanilla dome two. Um, special note, there is a secret exit here um, that leads to a, um, we can kind of cover a little bit what, about the switch, but um, so this is interesting because it drops you from the ceiling down into a pool of water. Uh, you're still in an underground cave, um, but you, you open the water and you come out of the water and you, you see this like flopping about cheap cheap. Uh, it's the first um, real representation of a cheap cheap um, that we've seen that's out of water um, flopping around. It's kind of funny. Um, it doesn't actually hurt you. Like you can run into it and it doesn't hurt the fish at all. Um, it's just, it's pretty much useless outside the water, but once you get in the water, then it gets a little bit more difficult because they're swimming back and forth and things like that. So you got to dodge them. Um, basically just an underwater water cave. Um, really cool, cool idea. Uh, cool place to be. Um, there's a lot of ups and downs. There's a piranha plant that you can hit. Um, that'll take you up to the next area of the cave, but you're basically just caving. You're straight up caving in a water cave. Um, and that's something that definitely speaks to my interests. Um, I love caving and splunking and what have you. So uh, it's cool, cool to be able to do that. Um, I do want to note, um, there is a swimming mechanic that we haven't touched on yet. If you're holding a buzzy beetle, um, you float to the top or any shell really. Um, and if you hit down, you can like do a swim downward, but it's kind of the opposite mechanic of when you're, you're not holding anything where you're kind of doing a swim up in this case you kind of do the re reverse where you float up but then you can swim down it's kind of a cool little like um reverse feel for how things control um and then you end up in this area where there's a lot of like brown um 
blocks that usually turn into coins when you hit the P-switch. And there's a, a mushroom you can get. There's a couple of cheap cheese moving up and down. Um, there's like a row of coins. It's like you're going to come across the P-switch at some point um, with the, the way this is built out because there's like a floor of coins. Um, you can choose to pick them up, but you can, if you leave them, um, they'll become floor when you drop into that pit if you do. Um, pit, more cheap cheeps you have to avoid. Um, there is a uh, fire flower or mushroom, if smaller, that you can grab um, just up outside of the water. And if you decide to take the path upward, um, you will come across the P. Um, you can hit that P switch. Um, you have to be careful when you hit though, because there's like walls and things that would block you off from progressing. Um, there's a secret um, related to that P switch. Um, but you can pick up the P switch and you can carry it. So wherever you want to, wherever you want to trigger it, you can you can do that. Um, there's an area where there's a charging chuck um, comes through and breaks through a bunch of those yellow blocks. Cool to see yeah. that. But then like, oh wait, no, he's coming for me. So you watch him. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm if I, I kind of like no matter where you go, you're gonna run to these chucks. Um, either they jump over and break the um, the blocks, or or they'll charge at you with a jump, and then you have to kind of like you're kind of stuck unless you go back and go forward again and the charging truck comes at you again and breaks those blocks. Like you can get into a little Mario and like do a bunch of jumps. Like you can crouch as a big Mario and do a bunch of jumps right. to get across the gap. But um, if the charging truck doesn't block, it's kind of a, an impasse that you reach there um, unless you get creative with getting around that. But there's a lot of like ups and downs of different paths you can take here, winding paths. Um, it gives you a lot of options and there's P switches um, to give you some more like secrets and things you can go for different paths. Um, it's pretty fun. Um, there is a green pipe you can go down and you end up in this like I, I don't know it's purple-ish um, ground almost like it's icy and it has a slipping mechanic to it so you're kind of like in an ice cave area and it's a little bit more like I don't know for me it, it was more of a, a gem-like look in the background like everything's really frozen in that area um, but you do have like a slip slide uh, mechanic on the ground where that blue is um, it's kind of cool um there's some cool experiences to be had here. I, I definitely have a lot of um, a lot of positive feelings about this level, just because you know the caving analog and the water cave and and the ups and downs and many different paths you can take. Um, it's a really cool experience to have to, to experience this in, in uh, you know the second area in the vanilla dome. Um, so uh, it's just I don't know. It's it's got its challenge, but it's got its charm too. I love the P switches and figuring out all the different ways that you can go to get things and do things. Um, there is um, opportunity to get a cape here. Um, it's probably better to have fire flower just to get rid of the fish, but it's nice to have a cape about, you know, you can you can still like use your cape to, to take out fish in the water um, and spin about, um, but it definitely helps you take, you know, get around some of these blocks a little easier. Um, uh, yeah, so once you've, um, if, you know, you can go down that pipe with with the slippery slide you know uh, or you can continue on um you've got some buzzy beetles that challenge you you've got uh, the the bats that can that flies down at you um there's not a whole lot else really to mention um i mean the underwater or sorry that the frozen area there is some water cheap cheap floating in some water so there is some like ice and, and like frozen cave area it's really really pretty with the blue sparkly background but once you come out of that pipe or you, you decide to go like you not you decide not to go down that pipe you'll end up in this area it's just a bunch of bats and uh, it's it's a it's not super wide here and um so you have to dodge all the bats and then once you get past the, the bats um you come across a charging chuck standing on a, a ledge um but to uh, many players surprise uh, this charging chuck breaks out into three charging chucks mm. so this is an added level of difficulty that um i don't think anybody was expecting um nope. so now you've got three running around trying to attack you and you have to try to take them out or dodge them by standing on ledges above them um and then the, the, of course the ledge after that has a buzzy beetle or sorry a, a spiny running around top of it so you got to dodge that um and then, of course, you can you, right after that, like it, it's hard right there. Like they always throw a charging truck at you at the end. It seems like in a lot of these levels. Yeah. So um, w- once you've gotten past that, you can hit the tape and finish up on uh, Vanilla Dome Two. Yeah. And as it's... I mentioned before, there was a secret exit for the uh, the red switch there, um, but uh, we'll cover that later. Which I mean is certainly handy to have. Don't get me wrong, but 
it's um it's uh it's another pathway for another time i guess <laughs> um Brian, uh, I want—I definitely want to highlight the the level we're about to get into, um, because and maybe you can. I'm I'm try. I will be honest. It's the this sticks out so much to me. Probably most likely for because uh, of a, I ha- look at it with a nostalgic lens. Um, yeah, you know we had that first ghost house that we talked about last week. Um, <laughs> then when they, obviously we had more. Uh, through a secret pathway, but um, the first one that you really like, if if without any like secret passages, you know, we really got to get a feeling of what the ghost houses were like, and you see that they're tricky. You see that there's um that it there's going to be confusion, you know, and and we talked about the multiple pathways to get mm-hmm. through it, um, but I don't really feel like that that first level, that first ghost level, uh, was uh. I guess a certain cause of like great fear, like, and this is again, me being a, a kid. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like this boo house that we're about to go to, um, really changed the feeling that I got from these booth house boot houses at this point in the game. I really felt like this is yeah. where, um, the horror I, begins. Yeah, it, it, it was to me as a kid. It was scary. It, it really was because, um, and I mean, we're gonna we're gonna dive in and break it down, obviously. But it wasn't. It wasn't just hey, we got some tricks that were thrown at you, and we're gonna easily get through this. It was. Um, there's some danger. There's some real danger here. Um, and it, it, I, at least for me as a kid, it, I thought it was a difficult experience. Um, I remember Trey and I dying a lot. I put it that way. I remember dying yeah. a lot. Um, so, you know, I mean, we can dive into it. We get in as soon as you start, there's these like, they're not booze. They're, um, entirely different looking actually. Uh, but they're ghosts. They're like ghost dinosaurs. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of the the certain name. Um, I know I know the name off the top of my head, uh, or I don't know it off the top of my head. I'm sorry, um, but yeah, they're like ghost dinosaurs, eeries. I think they're called eeries. Um, but yeah, there there's one up top, so it's kind of like if you're if you don't know what to do, they just come right at you immediately, and you just you could jump and you could hit them and get damaged or die or. Really, you're kind of safe as best. Just duck down. Let them come through. Let them pass through. That's kind of the safer route that I always like to do. Um, and then they mosey on through. And you'll notice that there's not... There's not um, multiple boos in the sky. So that has changed. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> but that you, you, you once you move forward, you get a different route. You get like... A ring of boos moving in circles. Different obstacles are being yeah. thrown at us. It's not the same thing. And if you're not careful, you can, you those can run through things. the boos. They have like a little. They're like in a C shape, so you can kind of like the circle is broken, so you can kind of run through. You have to wait for them. But if you're really talented, you can crouch or be small Mario and run in between the cracks of boos. Yeah, um, I'm gonna have to. <laughs> it's take some challenge to do it. Time it for um, sure. But each, each of the, the each of the boos have like the different faces, so they're not just like all the same looking um, in that in that configuration. But then you come across your traditional boo, um, in that next area. They have they have a touch of uh, one of the platforms has a uh, cobweb on it. It's a nice little touch um, to the spookiness of it all. Yeah, and uh, a lot of kind of like what you saw in Mario Three here. Um, it's the a lot of um the standard boo looking at you you stop at look at them they they chase you they they hide a lot of up and down platforms single like three block platforms you have a to long hallway on. hey i do want to note yeah. too real quick at that start of that that big episode um or of the, uh, the start of the episode it um the episode the level those eeries if you um are not careful they actually do turn around and come back at you so huh, that's something that. to around the time when, when the booze are circling and you could get through it if you're trying to time it out they do try to come and throw it again it throws another curveball at you that they could get you um but let's <laughs> let's talk about what we're getting at here um once we get through that that pathway of the up and down it seems pretty simple but then this is right here this is where Traven and i as little boys were like oh my gosh there's a giant boo, man. I mean, this is a big boo. Big boo. Time. 
Big Boo, this is the first time. I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I'm positive this is the first time Big Boo ever made an appearance. Secrets aside, yes, because in this game you can find them earlier. And there's more um, than one. There's two of them. I mean, it's you kind of have to be patient and guide them to come at you a certain way. That it's they they move standardly. You know, it's like they look yeah, they at just, you. They take up a lot of space. <laughs> and that that's the issue. And I think the as again, I, I try to put myself back into preschool Jacob, um, preschool yeah preschool time Jacob. That like there is an element of this thing is big and this thing is scary and it is intimidating. So like you jump and you do crazy things. You don't know how to get around it. You're probably not thinking logically right away. The first time you've come to it. I mean, obviously now as an adult, I know how to get by them, but, um, intimidating. It is intimidating. Um, eventually you get through it though. And then like the next area is a challenge. You go through that door um, once you get beyond them, you go through the door, and then and now we got like giant green snot balls or acid balls or whatever you want to call them. They call them green them. bubbles or just green. bubbles. Um, they, <laughs> they remind you know what they remind me of? They remind me of Mario Land 2, which came out before this, I think. Uh, did, it, did it? No, maybe didn't. Sorry. Oh, I, I gotta look that up. But Mario Land 2, there's a section when you are get going to trying to get spoilers, Wario's, you're getting through the castle to get to Wario. There's a whole area where like you have giant orbs bouncing at you like this. Mm-hmm. And they'll kill you if they touch you. And like they 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 move out um the blocks, uh anything that comes in their path, um, they're they're dangerous. Yeah, they um they kind of I, I always think of them like it always makes me think of like Ghostbusters and Slimer. Um, mm, yeah, and I always like call them like ectoplasmic balls. Um, and uh, they they're they're big, huge balls that actually as they move over areas of the stage, um, it kind of makes them disappear. Mm, yeah. um, but you have to basically dodge giant floating balls that move in a serpentine motion towards you. Um, they're on a set path, but you just basically have to dodge whatever. As soon as it pops on the screen, it comes at you at an arc angling down. And if you go backwards, it'll one of the ones from behind you will start headed towards you. Yes. Um, and so you got to be really careful how you run back and forth and everything. Um, and it's a lot of waiting and timing your crouches and jumps to get around these bubbles so they don't take you out. And you have to jump across these like you know, three space platforms just to, to stay, you know, move forward to the level um you can lose a lot of time here just trying to not get hit by these bubbles um yeah well um, it's, it's really cool i like i like the look of it um there's i don't know there's just it, it's a really cool like different experience for the ghosts like they throw you these new ghost experiences and it definitely elevates the charm of these ghost tasks um and how how scary they are it it does and um to highlight it is and again why this level is frustrating is say you get through there you get to the end and then this is where the trickery comes in that what that first <laughs> level that first ghost house had trickery well now this this one i feel like really just introduced difficulty and trickery um yeah. if you you know there's a door and if you're not thinking you may get it um and you go through it and, and this that first door takes it takes you right back halfway back through the level. You're back at the ghost yeah. platforms with that, and you have to re-go through the big booze, both of them. So it's like, ah, crap. And like you said, the timing of the of the green area of the green orb area um, is is difficult. Like you're losing a lot of time to get through this stuff. Um, so it's uh, tricky. If what you what you have to do, and again, don't let the green orbs. I said that they if they move across a block or if they move across the door, it like erases them for a second where they are. Um, mm-hmm. And if you're you you have there's three flippy eye blocks. You got to hit the middle one, and then there is a wonderful P um, P switch. And you might be thinking, oh sweet, I I, I see it. I got to go through the door with the P switch. You're not tricking me again. Doesn't work. Takes you right back. What you got to do is run beyond the door and then there's coins. You're like, yay, there's coins. Oh, if I hit this, I bet those coins turn into blocks. Yeah, well, collect the coins first because you'll lock yourself out. And then once you do it, boom, um, you unlock. There's a secret hidden blue door behind or purple door behind 
that if you hit the switch and you've cleared the, the coins that would block the door from being accessed. Right. And it's very easy, I think, to just not be thinking and you go through it, you know, and, and yeah. or you, you hit it before you collect the coins. Then you're screwed and then you kind of have to start over. You, you shoot yourself in the foot. Um, but yeah, that's the trick. Collect the coins, hit the switch, go through the blue door. Boom, you're done. Um, are you done? Yeah, I'm, you're, you're done with the main level of the game. You get to get out of there and go through it. Mm. It takes you to the exit. Um, but... I did want to highlight there was another secret. Yeah, yeah. Um, earlier, um, if you brave the big boo, the first one that you come to, um, there is a, uh, uh, there's a bunch of those, uh, yellow blocks yep. that you jump on and they flip them. Um, one of them, it, there's a gap above it in the row above it. And if you jump underneath of it, um, it'll have a piranha plant that goes, that, uh, a vine basically goes up to the ceiling. You can climb up there and get above a lot of that stuff in that area. Um, skip that second boo and everything. Um, and it gives you some coins. Um, you had to dodge them of the eeries, but, but or, you know, I think just one eerie. Um, but you can pick up some coins up there and skip a, a big part of that that area, um, save you some time. Which is nice, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But if you're a dumb young kid like I was that had never played the game before, you're not going to think to do that unless you accidentally come across it. Um, I did want to highlight... Wait, wait, wait. What? what? I said then you just go through the, the regular... Uh, uh, um, I did want to highlight, like... Once you go to the overworld map after beating the vanilla dome or the ghost house, um, there's some regular points on the map, and then there's like bigger ones. Um, and it indicates like a larger, more grandiose level, um, or like it takes a little bit longer to get through. Um, so, uh, like vanilla dome three is one of those. Vanilla dome three is one of those ones that has like the big block to it. Um, this introduces one of my favorite uh, enemies of the game um, in this this world three. Um, oh, I'm looking forward to this part. Um, Arg is the uh, enemy that I like so much. Larg um, sounds like a pirate. <laughs> yeah, this is um, again. I mean, you just talk about it. It's it's you, you're riding on some skulls right away. Okay, and you got a. It just seems intimidating. It seems scary. It seems a bit more intense. I mean, blargs. I don't. I don't like them. They uh, again make you. They keep you on your toes. You know, you're not going to ride these scout skulls easily through it, right? Yeah, I love the sound that they make, especially. Mm-hmm. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't really think there's a way to kill them, is there? I don't think in this game. I mean, there may be a way we're not thinking of. Seems to happen a lot, but um, essentially we're going on a ride, right, Ryan? We're going on a ride in this game. Um, The skeletons, they vibrate, they take you through. um, And I feel like the Blargs, once you understand their their movement, you kind of can feel the tempo of when they're going to go down and when to jump up. Um, to dodge them, you you ride it right through the beginning, then you get through uh, the pathway of um, just some more regular enemies, and you come to another skeleton area of, of skulls to ride across. This one's a much longer path, though. Um, you climb out of those pipes, annoy annoy the prana plant, jumping head things, um, and then we take another roller coaster ride. Um, this time we're kind of at an incline. Um, and you, there's not much jumping room either, you know, so you got to be able to dodge, um, these, these, well, I guess once you get to the top, you have more jumping room, but, um, it feels a little bit claustrophobic, you know, go between lava and then a a cave head, uh, up above. And then these blargs waiting for you, kind of like sharks in the ocean. Um, it, uh, once you get beyond that though, it's easy to just jump up, climb up over your orange pipes. Get, get a power-up if you need it. Continue to move on. Um, I don't know. You you love this level a lot, Ryan. I'm kind of talking a lot. I don't want to steal all your thunder here. Um, what, what happens beyond these orange pipes? Um, so this level is famous for, uh, you know, being like... 
annoying. Yeah, underwater, or sorry, underground uh, lava cave where you're stepping on skulls to cross um, lava pits um, regularly. Um, it's I kind of like just the feeling, the music, the uh, the the sounds that the blogs make are just really charming. Um, they, they like pop their eyes up and they look back and forth and they jump up and they're goofy looking. They really are. Yeah. Um, but they're kind of like uh, alligators or dragons or something. Um, I always thought of them as like dragons. Um, but yeah, they jump up and they, they jump up at an arc and try to get you while you're standing on these skull platforms that are moving slowly across the lava. And um, you only have four blocks to work with and you're just like, ah, what am I going to do? You know, mm-hmm. and it is... Uh, it is a challenge to, to get all of those timings down correctly. Um, it's it's very grandiose, like, like I said. It's going to be a bigger level because it shows like a bigger spot on there. So it's going to tell you like this is a, something big, something new. Like you know, it's going to be a, a challenge even when you come to it. Um, and you got to be really careful. You got to be patient. It's one of those ones where you just like you got to wait for the platform to move, and you don't know when the next blog is going to pop up. And then sometimes it'll throw two at you in a row or three of them. And so, like, you got to time your jumps just right so you don't get hurt. Um, and then also, like, make sure that the platform doesn't just go into a pit and take you out. Right. Um, you know, you get those orange blocks you hit. Um, you can get a feather there, which is great. Um, there isn't really anything you can go down in those first two pipes. So and then you get on the next area and the blarge jump out and you've got that, you know, claustrophobic area. Um, you got to kind of go through um, and get buzzy beetles. Uh, you got... Then you get this next area where there's a bunch of pipes um, with uh, piranha plants. Piranha you think there's a secret. Come down. Uh, you might think there's a secret. You know, you want to take them all out. Um, spoiler: there is no secret here, bud. Yeah, nothing there. And then you have the challenge of like you can jump on the next skull platform that moves along the ground, but then you can't actually stay on it because it runs underneath the ground. Right. Um, and so you have to kind of like get through the obstacles that it throws you. There's a piranha plant and a buzzy beetle yes. and a coin block and you have to try to get on the other side before it falls into the pit. Um, but then you come across coins, yeah. Then you come across a pipe that you can go down yellow yep. and you end up in one of those ice cave areas. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of ups and downs with buzzy beetles and water um, and cheap cheeps and things like that. Um, and you've got the uh, the Koopas. Um you can yeah, at the end you can get have an opportunity to get another feather, um, so you can have or a few Yoshi feathers coin. At this, this level. Yep, Yoshi I'll tell you what, those well. Yoshi coins. I just want to highlight that again, man. Like as a kid, like that Yoshi coin, <laughs> it doesn't do much really in reality, yeah. but it was always tempting and it was like attractive. And it, like as a kid, I'm just like, oh, I gotta get that. It's it's big. It's it's extra special, and it had Yoshi's face on it. And I don't know, man. I mean, I was a kid. I was going to Chuck E. Cheese. Golden tokens were like it was like a popular thing, maybe in the nineties yeah. with kids, you know. And maybe that was an intentional by Nintendo. Clever. I don't. I don't know. But um, that coin always felt special to grab, and you, know, you always felt like I can't miss. I can miss the little coins. I can't miss that yeah. big one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really like um, that this level can give you not only like your full power up, you can get. Two, two feathers uh, you can get Yoshi here um, there's a point it's challenging but there's a point where like there's this this Koopa basically kicks a shell in this area with those those oh, yeah. pink triangles in between pipes and uh, it goes around in like a I don't know kind of a diamond shape or like you know it, it goes or maybe triangular shape and you have to like basically hit the shell to stop it from like bouncing back and forth it goes all, all crazy and then you can use that shell to throw it up to hit a question block that's out of reach, too high for Mario to jump on. And it it, uh, it opens up a Yoshi egg um, there. And there's two red blocks on either side that are be dotted if you haven't hit the switch yet. Um, but you can wrap the side of the pipe with that with the pink you know triangle to get up on top and then jump up and to grab the Yoshi egg um, and, and, and you know become have Yoshi to help you with your journey as well. Um, so it's really cool to have all this power. It's another reason why I really like this level because it has all of my favorite things in it. <laughs> yeah, and then I mean, really, you're kind of at the grand finale here. You know, you get say so you get Yoshi, um, and then we're just going up and down, moving some some levels, and they throw a lot yeah. of blargs at us at the end. Yeah, we've got um, uh, some some blargs um, going up. You're going up lava hills and then down a lava cliff, like a waterfall. 
um, and you have to like kind of jump down from up above to land on on the platform and still dodge the blarks. And then you're 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 finally past that part, and you come across an area with a bunch of buzzy, uh, sorry, uh, spinies um, wandering about um, up above the ceiling. And then there's spinies running along running along the bottom part um, where there's pipes. Um, so you have to kind of get through those areas. It helps a lot if you have Yoshi. Um, it's a ton of help. Um, you just got some simple. You have some simple platforming at the end. You have opportunity to get another feather, which is wonderful. Um, Buzzy beetles. Then you have another opportunity, basically like before, where you run through and you hit the skull platform, and but you have to run, run over top of it because you can't get it because it's underground, basically. And you have a bunch of piranha plants standing in your way uh, to get there in time before you miss the platform. You know, miss the bus, and you can't. You know, get to the end. You've got the, uh, the the tape at the end, but you have to be really careful to grab that, get on that platform before it runs away. You know, before it it goes off the the cliff and you can't get on that anymore. So you gotta like be patient and get past the piranha plants that are coming down out of the pipes from the ceiling, um, and, and get through those and and just hope that you get to the platform in time before you so you can get to the end of the level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean. Once you get beyond there, really, I mean, that's it, right? That's all for that one. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, I mean, I think we're kind of getting long in the tooth with this one. Um, we are behind. If I didn't talk about the Game Awards, we may have uh, finished this one out. But um, I think Ryan and I, we need to stop there. We, we, we don't want these episodes being too long for you guys. So uh, we're going to – we'll cut it short here. Um, and then when we come back, we're going to – Come back and uh, finish out this world and move on to the next zone without talking about the Game Awards. So we'll stay right on task. But um, Ryan, you want to do any uh, final um, final words for us? Um, just I, I, I like that this area is really special for you. Um, I like that you um, you have a lot of nostalgia here. Like I had a lot of nostalgia for the first or the second world area or the second, you know. Yeah, um, no, for sure. So it's kind of cool. I did like that it was vanilla themed. I love vanilla. I love all things vanilla. So vanilla don't was pretty cool for me. Um, you know, uh, so it's definitely That's really, really. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I'm a big vanilla fan, so I was excited to have a vanilla dome. It was the all cave theme. I, I, I should have liked it more as a kid, but you know, now that I've had my caving experiences, um, I definitely appreciate it in, in a different level. It was kind of cool. They got they took us underground. I'd experience those things. Um, but uh, that does bring us to the end of the episode this week. Um, you can always find our shows on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Pandora Podcasts, and we have some limited selections on YouTube. You can find us on Facebook at Nintendo NOS, on TikTok, Nintendo underscore NOS, on X Twitter at Nintendo underscore NOS, um, Instagram at Nintendo NOS IN. Shoot us an email at Nintendo Nostalgia IN at gmail.com, and you can also call us in on our hotline. Share your memories and show us some love at 317-969-5690. I believe that brings us to the end of this episode. And thank you so much for joining us this week. And we will catch you next week. Later, Preston. Peace out. Um, Ryan, you want to do any uh, final... um final words for us and he's gone great (laughs) it's okay